This is a Triple J podcast. Hack. Hey, it's Dave Marchese. Welcome to the Summer Hack podcast. Connecting with culture is important for everyone, but for many young First Nations Australians, it's not always easy. And that's because in the past, there hasn't been a huge focus on Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures in schools. And if there has, maybe people have felt uncomfortable exploring that part of their identity in a school environment. So giving First Nations students an opportunity to learn more about themselves in a safe space is really important. And some schools are doing things differently. We're going to take you to one of these classrooms now. It's got an approach that's had some incredible impacts on students for years. And education experts are saying every public school in the country should have something like it. Reporter Kira Proust has this story and a warning for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners. This story contains the names of people who have died. There's something universally nostalgic about an Aussie high school classroom, right? Bags tossed on racks outside, gum under the desks, pencil cases on top and those blue plastic chairs with the A-frame legs. But when Angel Gould started high school, there was one classroom that didn't fit the mould. It was a big shock to walk in at first. We didn't have anything like that at the school I was at before. On the walls of this classroom, Angel found a clue that would go on to change her life. I got to piece a bit of my family that had been broken apart back together. Yamba, Nora, yo, yo, Yamba, Nora. I'm being welcomed into the Coinda classroom at Henry Kendall High School. It's in Gosford on the central coast of New South Wales. The walls around me are covered in hundreds of vibrant painted handprints. There are names written under them. Some of them you might recognise. Indigenous trailblazers like the late Archie Roach, members of Yothu Yindi, Gail Marbo and Ernie Dingo. Seeing their handprints on the wall, seeing their names, the years that they had come in, really made me feel like there were other people that had connected. Angel Gould is a Camilleroy woman, and in amongst all the handprints, she's showing me the bit of writing on the wall that changed things for her when she was a student here. I stayed back after roll call one morning because we come down and we share this space every day, and I was looking at the names and I had picked one out. The name Markeisha was written under one of the dark maroon handprints. And I thought, like, that's my niece. And it was, I hadn't seen her in so long, like since I was born. And I said to Miss, I was like, does she still go to this school? Does this, this kid still go here? And Miss was like, yeah, yeah, she's in year 12, she's here, she'll, she'll be here tomorrow. I got to school the next day and Miss had sat her there and she told me to go sit on the other side of the, the room than where I usually sit and I thought I was probably in trouble. Um, and so I moved over, you know, thinking I was talking too much and I sat down next to one of the girls and Miss Elsby finished roll call and she came over and she was like, Angel, this is Makisha, like this is your niece. And for me being in year seven and my niece being in year 12 was a bit of a spin out for one, but to see her and to think like, this is my family and I didn't even recognize her. Like it was, it was unimaginable. It was amazing. It, it was a connection that I had lost that I got back. There was, there was no tension. Like that was my niece and I gave her a hug and we'll sit and have a yarn talking about what life had been like up until that point for both of us and what our separate journeys had been. I'd gone home to mum and dad and I was like, you'll never guess who I met today. And they're like, who? And I said, Makisha. And, you know, their jaws were on the floor. They were like, what? What are you talking about? Makisha had been separated from Angel's family years ago. Makisha's brother actually lived with Angel, so that little signature on the wall connected the siblings too. I'd moved halfway through year seven thinking I'm going to have no connections. And in reality, I was connected to everyone. 
The Kawinda Room is a classroom, but it's also more than that. Indigenous students come here for roll call every morning. It hosts special guests and events. It's a safe space kids can come to for a feed, to lounge around for a chat. And the program helps students research their own heritage. It was established by Gamilaroi Mandandanji and a Wobba man, Kevin Gavi Duncan, and school teacher, a non-Indigenous man, Alan Herring, in 1991. Here's Gavi. You know, growing up, we had no idea why we were separated, why our parents weren't allowed to go into town, why we couldn't go into shops, all these things. And, you know, it, it encouraged me then when I left school, I was going to make change in a way that would influence the education system and others. Um, my name is Holly Miller. I was in the 2020 cohort of um, Henry Kendall High School here in Gosford. Like Angel, Holly also found family connections through the Kawinda Room. Pretty much starting high school, I didn't really know what being Aboriginal meant. And I say that because I never really got any information from like my dad and his side of the family from our Aboriginal history because he was quite reserved in a way and sort of kept to himself. The Kawinda program helped Holly actually trace her heritage to Bundjalung country around southeast Queensland and map out a family tree. High school is really scary when you start out and being told you are Aboriginal without knowing what that means was really quite confronting for myself. Not knowing where my country is from, where mob is from, what my family were, but everyone saying, oh, you're Aboriginal sort of was quite hard for me to swallow so early on. So the years through high school and having this space, sort of being able to facilitate people to help me answer those questions was really so helpful. I'm so, I don't know, it's like I said, confident and so proud that every time I introduce myself, oh, I'm Holly Miller, I'm an Aboriginal woman from Bundjalung. I'm always wanting to integrate that because I want people to know where I am from and how that little extra part of my introduction is so important to me. And I think one of the biggest things about my cultural journey is the reflection of my father as well. When I started high school, he was really quite, like I said, shunning any conversation about being Aboriginal or all these questions I had. But now he's picking up Aboriginal texts and reading them and he's coming with me and wants to go with me which I think looking back is probably one of the best things from the, this room. No, you are the space. Oh, well. <laughs> we, we stepped inside with you. <laughs> your space. Well, we all did it together. I we think, did. Then. And yeah. it's been the most precious thing oh, in my life. my God. Apart from my kids. That'll, I'll take this to the Milky Way with me when I go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll look for your stardust. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll be fishing on that river. <laughs> yeah. Get some yellow belly because we're both country boys, aren't we? Yep. To me, is it's become a sacred space, a, a sacred area. It's just like, you know, a cave or a rock art. Teachers, past students, Indigenous advocates, they all say there should be more rooms like this everywhere. Here's Alan Herring, the non-Indigenous teacher who helped set it all up. When it first started, we had a pretty low retention rate, a very minimal HSC extension rate, let alone go to university, and now... We, we have students that have come through that room and are now teaching and are now in high positions in, in education, Indigenous education. I think every single school needs to have a space like this. I think it would be important if every school could organically grow their own area of recognition and respect. 
I put this to the New South Wales Education Department. It says all schools aim to be culturally safe for all students. Several schools across the state have designated spaces like the Coinda classroom, but the department says establishing them is a school-by-school decision according to the local need. And the New South Wales Education Standards Authority says it's delivering a new curriculum to teach Aboriginal cultures and histories. While rooms like this don't exist in every school around Australia, education departments in other states like Victoria have told us they implement policies that create a positive and culturally safe learning environment for First Nations kids too. I think it's really good for non-Aboriginal students to sort of be in a space surrounded by such cultural artworks and such cultural literature and sort of helps create the space of how important Aboriginal history is. Summer hack. 